2: Security peeps, we are live with another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity, and we're here with Federal Career Connections. So tonight, we're giving you a special treat once again. It's been a long time since we've done one of these, but it's not because we haven't wanted to. It's because of my crazy schedule. I'm Renee Small, Cybersecurity Super Recruiter, helping awesome leaders hire great talent. I'm here with an amazing guest, Jeff Stedman. Before we get into uh, chatting about Jeff, I just want to share some information about this podcast for folks who have not been here um, or are first-time viewers. So Breaking into Cybersecurity, we we uh, started this podcast almost five years ago in live stream, helping le- uh, people who were looking to break into cybersecurity. And then Federal Career Connections is an awesome organization that i'm a part of that i'm on the board and federal career connection helps folks break into the federal industry so we did a little collabo and brought breaking into cyber with federal career connection together and so we're here today with jeff stedman who is the
1: i'm the uh director for global cybersecurity operations right um so I've been with Big the company time. for for about uh, a little over a year, but I, I just wanted to start out and just say thank you to, to having me on Renee. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, you and the federal career connections and James and, and Crystal getting this set up. Uh, so thank you.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me or thank you for being here. So I want to let everyone know. So a few years ago, this is kind of comical because I'm in a comical land right now. so, when we first started the podcast, my kids were, gosh, Julia, my daughter is about to be six. And she was probably one or something at this time. Wow. Um, and right behind me is like on the other side of this laptop is madness. So you might see a child pop in. You might see, you know, who knows what will happen. It's eight o'clock east on the East Coast um, they're getting ready to, you know, go to bed and all that good stuff. So I'm just prepping everyone for a little bit of mini madness tonight. Um, but it makes it fun, right?
1: (laughs) Well, honestly, it's keeping it real, Renee, you know, I mean, we all have, we all have lives. And I think that's part of the things that, that, uh, you know, when you break into cybersecurity, you've got to, you got to maintain that work-life balance. It's tough to do. Uh, and, and we all have to do what we can to make sure we maintain our sanity.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, I'm going to kick this off. And I see some what we do, Jeff. Here is we try to, you know, bring in any comments. We try to make it as interactive as possible if people chime in, make comments, things like that. And, Jeff, I think I read on your bio or on your uh, LinkedIn that you host a podcast or you do something with a live. You you have something going on too, correct? No, I don't actually.
1: Oh, you don't? Okay. No. Maybe, are you telling <laughs> me I should start? Is that? <laughs>
2: Sorry, I think so. You you have to look. You have to look. Uh, okay. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay, so I'm gonna post some comments here. Um, looky looky, it's Renee. I know I've been I've been missing in action for a very long time, but I'm here, folks. I'm am here. Um, someone says greetings. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. James, who set this helped set this up. James, the SEC team hey, is James. super excited for this. Thanks for the shout out. Absolutely, federal. I am going to be talking about Federal Career Connection all night for numerous reasons. Not only because Federal Career Connection is amazing and the work that is being done by the team is phenomenal. and has been I mean, it's been going on for years now. But some of our own some of the people who came on this podcast or who watched this this uh, live stream and watch this podcast have gotten jobs through going, you know, we have come back to Federal Career Connections and said, hey, the reason why I got this job is because I learned something from breaking into cyber, from Federal Career Connection, and you all helped me. And because of the information that you provided, I was able to get this federal job. That's Um, amazing. So it's amazing the work that's being done. I also say this a lot because I believe that folks who are new to the industry I think that it's just, it's a missed opportunity not to look at federal government opportunities. There's so many people I get in my inbox every day, folks saying, um, you know, Renee, can you help me? I'm, I'm new to the industry and I'm looking for an entry-level position. There are a lot of entry-level positions in the federal government. And I, you know, I keep trying to point people into that direction versus trying to fight the battle of getting the the, the small, the slim um, you know opportunities that are in the corporate arena, and we know that at the season level, at the five-year and up level, you know you can. There's a plethora of opportunities, but at that yes. early career, it's very, it's more difficult. I won't say very difficult, but definitely more difficult to break in. So there's I'm going to be trying out yeah. that connection all this whole uh, this whole time. Go ahead, yeah, Jeff.
1: I was just say there's a lot of challenges on that entry level piece, and that you know um, a lot of people get stuck in their mind about what that looks like, and you know having the broad horizon to look at the at the federal government, look at contractors supporting the government. Um, you know, I I got my first uh, federal job. I answered an ad in the Washington Post of all things. It just you know telling my age a little bit, um, but you know if you if you kind of set back, but I think you always have to have a positive attitude about things. So when we look at candidates now, I've been working on, uh, you know, hiring people for, for a couple of years, fortunately, and uh, we look for three things, right? It's that attitude, a great attitude that, that people can bring uh, and that positive outlook. So, you know, keep that horizon open. Uh, some appetite, you want to continue to learn uh, as you go, right? And then just the general aptitude. So it, when those three things, those confluence of things come together, you know, it's really about, just waiting for that opportunity and and finding it. And once you do, just really uh, exercise and, and go after it. But don't close off to to you know any particular job. Um, so just keep your mind open.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Some more comments here. Uh, Andrew said, I completely understand. I think that was the time when I was talking about my kids that may pop into, <laughs> show up. <laughs> and I, I have a, I had an arm up like, don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're waving them off,
2: <laughs> right? Shady Dave, that's you. Oh my gosh, all the folks that came on. I have to do this more often. And James says, Uh, you can bet we'll be talking about breaking into cybersecurity. Thank you so much, James. James is, has been instrumental in setting up this whole thing. So, Jeff, I wanted to get back to our discussion. I really want to talk about your career, like, really mm-hmm. getting into how did you what made you even look at cybersecurity as a career? Like how'd you break in and 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 how did you get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, for me, I'd always wanted to, to get into computers that always evolved around computers. And I think, you know, if you kind of translate that to, to kids or younger people today, a lot of interest in it around, you know, video games and, and the like. Um, so i i started with an internship right and so it wasn't necessarily into into cybersecurity. my segue was through i.t like like many people right uh, with that broad foundational background um, you know I, I took a co-op internship um, with the uh, state legislator uh, in virginia so I, I got a great opportunity to work for the senate's office there you know for about six months which gave me great background into of the basics the the networking administration uh and all the little building blocks that you need to to go forward and and build a career Uh, from there i actually got fortunate to move to um a a company supporting you know the u.s government on contract doing network administration uh full time from from there um and then translated that uh you know into uh, a job actually with with the government itself as a government employee Uh, But all of those that experience. I mean, I started my first job, you know, as supporting the federal government that was working on the help desk, Um, you know, doing field support. I would go out and fix and troubleshoot computers and, um, you know, having that uh, opportunity to go meet a lot of people, build your network and uh, really fix things, you know, at that fundamental level helps you understand from a cybersecurity perspective. But. Um, I, for me, that translated into that, that federal government job, as I mentioned. Uh, and then I got moved uh, into an opportunity with the government. They are—they really take care of the people and try to educate you know, the folks that they have. Uh, so I was fortunate and got moved to managing perimeter security. Um, so doing, doing firewall administration. Uh, and that was my, my real kind of flip uh, into cybersecurity at that point.
2: Awesome. So you came, you got a role in the government. I want everyone to understand, you know, hear this clearly, folks. Got a role in the federal government and then transitioned into where he, you know, going up the, the pipeline and the chain to where you are now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, after that, that initial foray into, into the government, I uh, managed to work my way into uh, doing investigations so I actually changed agencies and um, I, I did a lot of things at the initial agency, but a lot of different projects and, that I was fortunate to be exposed to. Um, I, I got put on a special assignment to go look at um, some some internet weblogs of all things, right? I don't even know what I was looking for at the time, but they partnered me with a seasoned professional and um, she actually taught me, you know, a, a lot. Uh, And as I I moved over into the the new agency, into my new role, uh, I was fortunate to to stay with them for for quite some time, Um, basically doing doing forensics uh, and supporting federal investigations there, which is an exciting career. A lot of of, uh, hardworking folks there and uh, certainly enjoyed that that time. Uh, And then after that, I decided that it was time to move on from the federal government after... 17 almost 18 years of, of service uh back into the into the commercial world um you know And again as we kind of led we talked about you know work-life balance a little bit and uh getting some of that back for me was was key um but it's also translated into opportunities that i never thought i would have you know including uh my current current role um which i'm very excited to be
2: in so question for you was it was it really um when you talk about work life va- work life balance mm-hmm. in the federal government, was it uh, a more stressful? If you compare it to like your corporate experience, was it more stressful there?
1: I mean, yeah, it was for it was for me certainly. Um, and I think there's a you know there's a lot of different different reasons, right? So if you kind of look at the confluence of of uh, cyber workforce, right, and everybody wants to say, hey, I want to I'll, you know we even here we're saying, hey, I want to break into cyber cyber security. What does that mean? Uh, you know, at that fundamental level, and you have, uh, you know, a bunch of different areas that you can target. You could go lifecycle management. You could go programming. You could go um, strategic management, uh, law enforcement, which is the route that I wound up landing in for a while. Uh, that they all carry different kind of different uh, requirements for for your job, right? And a portion of that job is unpredictable, like most law enforcement agencies. Um, you know, so. Fortunately, the the folks that I was blessed to work with, um, we supported each other a lot. um, But unpredictable hours, unpredictable travel. Uh, I needed more stability for me and that work-life balance. So that's what I mean from that. I needed uh, to know that I was going to be in town uh, instead of a potential for me to have to travel. So um, I really enjoyed um, the time that I was there, but it was time for me to have that, that, that stable time back at
2: home. No, that makes perfect sense. Let's talk about your current, um, you know, what you do now and what do you look for when it comes mm-hmm. to hiring uh, folks, talent? Do you even hire people who are breaking in or are they mostly seasoned? Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah. So uh, the team that, that, that we've been building for the past year, um, we're kind of doing some transition and, and kind of re-architecting the, the team and so we've hired several seasoned professionals you know in the past year um but every year you know i, I led with i was I was an intern um at one time uh, we hire an intern or two and then assign them into our investigative teams from from the defense posture perspective you know so a lot of blue teamwork which is what what my specialty is that's what i manage is the defense aspect uh for the company and know being able to to do that we're we're looking at talent across the board so what i what my mindset is it's not about necessarily that level it's about finding that right candidate that's a a good fit uh, for the team that has great growth potential and maybe fills a particular knowledge gap or a particular skill that we may be lacking and i'll offer you kind of this as an example Um, and it's the easiest one to go to quite frankly but uh you know it, on the blue team side where you're doing cyber defense, um, you, know, you have to have a smattering of skills across the board from a, uh, understanding how a host operates in the Windows operating system or um, how network traffic flows and communication patterns and what they look like, web server logs uh, and the like. Um, so there's some forensics there uh, and reverse engineering malwares there. And that one is you know, uh, kind of a niche specialty skill um, you have to really hone that craft over time. Uh, that would be something I would go, hey, I'm looking for this style of individual and I, can, I can't accept anybody else. But what I could accept is somebody that has some basic skills, but they've gone out and kind of uh, done a little bit of training or, and, and shows and can demonstrate some aptitude. Um, I don't need them to have done it all the time. Uh, so in an interview, we'll try to work through some of those challenges of where are your strengths? As an analyst, where are your strengths and where can you contribute to the team? And does that fit with where we are? So it's not necessarily about the experience level for me. It's really about understanding if they're a good fit uh, and have growth potential. What what do I have? to? It's just as much about what the company has to offer that individual, right, Um, as it is for what they have to offer the the corporation. Um, So I really try and marry those two things together and, and express that when we're when we're interviewing i'm like hey listen i i, I try to sell the company as much as and, and the team as much as you know they're trying to sell themselves back to me so i look for those three things that i mentioned earlier it's attitude aptitude and appetite um and i'm sure if, if uh, anybody from that i work with knows that that i've been using that for years uh and probably you know they're probably rolling their eyes a little bit um but it's 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 the truth you know when you have somebody like that they make a great colleague um, and they make that kind of a fit makes the team better, uh, and really kind of raises everything up, raises the bar. So, um, it, it allows the team to go out and do great things is, is kind of the other tagline that I use, uh, on these things.
2: Which is great. So attitude, aptitude, and appetite. Appetite. Yeah. Appetite. Okay. Those are the three, the three A's folks. If you're looking to work for Jeff Steadman and his team, <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're looking for. Yep. Attitude, aptitude, and appetite. appetite. And if you could delve... So when you you talk about... I, you, you touched on something that I thought was uh, pretty cool because very often folks don't realize that the manager or the leader or the organization is selling themselves to you as mm-hmm. much as you are selling yourself to the org. So I get a lot of folks that say... You know, as a recruiter, oh, you know, what You know what are they looking for and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's very much focused on what the organization is looking for versus what they bring to the table. And mm-hmm. they are, you know, re- re- realizing that the organization also realizes, like, you have options, too, especially if you're a good candidate, you're a top candidate, that you, too, have options and can go yeah. to their competitor or somewhere else so it's a it's it's nice to hear you as a leader say this is what I look for you know when I'm doing my hiring um, and you said you hire folks from at the, even at the intern level
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and I think it's important that you that successful um, you know filling a successful requisition or vacancy it's it's a confluence of needs right so the corporation has needs and the individual has a need. Right, and and bringing those things together to make sure it's a it's a good fit, um, yeah. So we do hire uh, at at each level, and, and we actually look. You know, recently started having some some targeted discussions about how do we as a as an organization make sure that we're not one of those companies that puts out a vacancy that says I need an entry level you know person with twelve years experience uh, and, and can do everything. Um, you know, I think we've all read those, uh, and I think there's you know. Something to be said when you do read those. For, for me, anyway, I'm I'm really trying to do a focused effort to say, this is what we're really looking for. These are the skills that we really need, and not throw out the the uh, kitchen sink, you know, and say, hey, you know, I'll I'll take five of these. Um, I think you can write the job description in a, in a manner that you can still have it broad from a skill set perspective, um, but you want to be careful about the number of years experience you tag on a um, on a particular skill set, you know, five years experience in, in Python coding, really. Um, when you do that, you start to limit your pool of applicants, you know, that meet those three A's, right? There are, there are certain demographics that really shy away from, um, you know, that opportunity to go, oh, well, I don't meet that. When the reality is, it's probably negotiable to some degree, right? Um, so put yourself out there. If you think you're fit for that job, go apply for it. Um, if you don't apply you know the answer
2: so right and jeff you know you make some valid points here because there's so many people who they don't apply um especially not you know people of color women who tend to you know look at each job description and look for like i don't fit this or they're asking for things that i don't have um and so I applaud you for being one of those leaders that can say, look we don't need it's nice to put the kitchen sink out there and I get why people do that like I talk to leader leaders all day. this is what I right. you know I get and they're like, oh but it would be great if someone had this or you know if we don't get this we could get that but that's not how the job description reads
1: right
2: so from and, a leading perspective yeah go ahead.
1: I was going to say, you know, in, in that situation, we've actually done, um, you know, multiple postings, right? So while I may have one vacancy, I can do multiple postings and then interview on those postings to say, okay, oh, wow, I just found exactly what I was looking for with that skill set. Um, there's nothing, you know, from an organization perspective, it's a, it's about feeling a need. It's not about feeling all the needs. Um, you know, it's I, I think we all get hung up on, on that That perfectionism of checking every single box it's not that um you know i think it's really about what you have to offer uh back to the org uh and what the org has to to offer you from a growth perspective and I, i i encourage all of you to understand and when you go into interviews that um you ask those questions back uh you know hey what what are my opportunities once i once i get there you know what can i do uh to grow in your environment where could where would my next step be um, and the answer may be we don't have anything right now uh, but at least you know going in what your what your options are you know and uh, go in with eyes wide open and, and and really you know contribute to that team and you'll be surprised what comes back out you know I think when when we when we enjoy the work that we do and we have that job that we really like um, there's this this dividend that comes back to us uh, as employees that Um, it's unquantifiable in a lot of ways. It just gets you ready for the next opportunity.
2: Right. And what I wanted to also, what I wanted to hone in on is that leaders that, I want to go back to the point about the job descriptions, because that's big. (laughs) And folks tend to either get super focused you have the folks who are like i'm gonna apply because i think i'm the right fit like you know like i think that i have the qualifications and i'm good and then you have folks that look and they see every single bullet and they don't think that they fit because they don't have every single line item right and i just want to re uh, and i i want to share what i've heard from and you can correct me if i'm wrong sometimes not all the times but sometimes leaders are they want to be more inclusive on the job description meaning and, and to your you said you know in our case we'll put out separate job descriptions we'll put out multiple job descriptions mm-hmm. some folks can only put out i guess the, the one. one and yeah. the, so so for the one they say well if we like vul- we you know we want it you want the person to have vulnerability management but if they don't have that It'd be great if they had, you know, these other three things, but it reads vulnerability One, two, three, and, four and, 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 right. So it reads a long laundry list of skills that is kind of unrealistic for that role and that size. And uh-huh. I want the folks who are listening to us and watching us to understand that if you fit two of the five apply if you fit if you if it looks like if it's a, a job description that is is close enough to some of the things that you've been doing in 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 your um you know either in school or especially since this is entry level in another role apply like it doesn't hurt to apply because if you to to Jess's point if you don't apply <laughs> we already know the answer yeah. you know so do that so Jeff I just wanted to I just wanted to chime in and kind of circle back in that particular space knowing the folks that I've interacted with who are very you know very logical very you know methodical like hey I am not hitting these they're asking for 10 things or 8 things and I'm not hitting them but I do agree with you around the years of experience like I think yeah. that part too is can be intimidating because if I know I have 3 years and A job says 12 years you know
1: yeah. Now I, I will caveat that with you know some of the federal government jobs they're written into contracts and they do require a, a subset of that, right So they, they you, it, it is rare that you'll get somebody to then bypass that you know with unless they have some sort of exceptional skill set that that is recognized uh, via, via the government and the contracting officer. But uh, by and large, um the the rest you know outside of the the federal government there are plenty of opportunities that um it's not a hard fast uh rule right it's not a non-negotiable it is negotiable um and even you know getting yourself familiar so you know kind of come back to that federal service piece with federal career connections you can talk about that the iam levels uh in order for you to be able to qualify for a contract right they're they're um, there's some DOD regulations out there that will tell you, oh, you're a level one, two, or three, and here's what you need to have. You know, it's a certification in, you know, CEH uh, plus or whatever it might be. Um, CISSP for, for, for some, some sans certs from the others. Um, so I, you know, my point around that is understand the educational and certification components for the jobs that you are targeting in the particular sector that you're shooting for, right? Um, know your craft, right? Understand what that craft looks like, and then uh, prepare yourself to go go after that.
2: And Jeff, I try my best because this is breaking into cyber, not to have acronyms. So I know you said IAM, you said DOD. Can you share what? With-
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's the Department of Defense and the IAM piece. I, I'd love to sit here and tell you I, I know what it is off the top of my head, but I don't. <laughs> um, so I can I can send some links it's out. Not
2: identity, it's not you. identity access management. It's something. No. Different.
1: Yeah. It's, it's the, the leveling that they use to, um, validate, um, your credentials, right?
2: So, yeah. And I know, I know in the federal government, um, and I, I would share this with folks as well with my limited, um, recruitment experience in the, in the contracting space, not even the actual, you know, federal government space to your point, they'll want, a person, you know, to qualify for mid-level or whatever the different level entry level, you know, zero to two years and a security pl- a, secu- a security certification. One of the questions we get very, very, very often is around certifications. So, you know, I share with people from a security perspective that security plus is like your entree into, you know, because a lot of, into these roles, because a lot of times Absolutely. they will just say A hey, cert. They, it doesn't need to see and it doesn't need to be a CISSP, it doesn't need to be a system, it doesn't need to be, you know, all these other things. It's a certification that will qualify you. So when people say to me, What cert should I get? What cert? I'm like, if you're entry level and you don't have like, you know, SANS. Whatever that budget is to get this <laughs> now, which I think is like seven thousand change, um, you may or more right now. That was last year. You know, it's a new year, so right. whatever the number is, you know, a, a security plus will suffice to get you in the door for you to be able mm-hmm. to check that box and say, "I have a security certification." So,
1: yeah, absolutely, and I, I, I think even those. Uh, certifications that may be uh, cost-prohibitive you know in speaking to SANS I've got a lot of experience with SANS Um, you know they do offer um, opportunities for like a a work-study program where you can essentially help set up like a conference or something like that and then participate in the class and get the materials and then allow you to um, to to take the take the tests uh, down the road Um, so Certainly, uh, a, a lot of there are ways that you can obtain that knowledge, right? So it's not just a, you know, one training course. You know, you look at the Udemy's, the LinkedIn learning. Um, there are a lot of things out there um, that you can leverage to, to get that background. You know, even it, even, even some, some YouTube stuff. There's some great YouTube videos out there. Um, it's about, you know, making sure you're focused on what you wanna learn instead of uh, getting distracted by, by the shiny object along the way.
2: Exactly. So I'm going to share, um, and I just put it in the, the, uh, YouTube link. I'll share it on LinkedIn as well, which is, uh, the baseline certifications. And that is the overview of, you know, which certification, what, what you need when you're looking for, you know, various opportunities.
1: Yeah. And it's specifically with the, with DOD and the federal government. So right. uh, they'll, they'll, they'll leverage those. And you can see clearly, you know, on a level one, um, You know, you have the the A plus, you know, CE, right? And then uh, the GSEC for uh, a level two, which is a SAN certification, which is the Security Essentials right? Um, baseline. That's great.
2: Yeah. I took that boot camp a couple years ago. It's like drinking from a fire hose. (laughs)
1: That's what they say. It is true.
2: It is, it is true. I remember the uh, the instructor talking about. He gave it a scenario, and I was like, "Oh, that just happened in my." <laughs> it's, like,
1: <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Were you in my office, right?
2: He's now? like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "That just happened in my organization." Funny, yeah. So, Jeff, uh, we're at the half and a little over half an hour. I want to be cognizant of your time, and I appreciate you being here and sharing your thoughts and sharing, you know, your information with us. And so I want to be sure that I give you a couple minutes to share any words of wisdom, you know, things that you would tell folks who are breaking in, you know, if anyone, I think I saw that you had a role posted. I don't know if, if it, it doesn't, I don't think it looked like it was a, a entry level, but right. <laughs> somebody that, out that, feel that free is, to smoke.
1: <laughs> yeah. That, that, uh, I, I did re- re-share something on, on LinkedIn recently and that, that position was actually for, um, uh, a, a different area. So it wasn't actually working for, for one of my teams, but uh, take a look at any of the cyber positions that you have out, we have out there. Um, for those of you, that are uh, still, you know, working on your educate formal education. Um, you know, the, the time to look for our internships is around the December timeline. Uh, we start to, to post them out there and then interviews generally start early February for us. And that's for a work cycle um, beginning in late May, running through August um uh for us as a corporation we do actually pay um uh, my opinion very well for for that but it's also an opportunity to relocate for specific positions we'll pay for your accommodations to travel to one of our two primary locations Uh, it depends on the hiring manager in that particular role Uh, as far as you know words of wisdom i think i've I've probably dropped most of them uh you know throughout this this podcast i think it's you know don't don't close your your eyes off to any opportunities really, you know, look at at everything and, and, you know, if you don't apply, you know the answer Um, and then I would, you know, follow that with know where you want to go, understand what that job is, talk to somebody that's doing that job um, and really, you know, look for what they did to get there. And I'm not saying copy that, but understand that there are multiple paths, you know, Uh, I, I, I bet you if you go back through Renee's guests over the past five years, Every single one of us had a different path into cybersecurity, Um, so there is no script. Uh, It's just making sure you're prepared when that opportunity comes.
2: Perfect. That is uh, those are awesome words of wisdom, Um, Jeff. Like I said, once again, thank you so so much for being here, sharing your knowledge, sharing your information folks, you know, Jeff shared about his company, especially interns. I get so much of this asking for internship opportunities, new, you know, entry-level roles. Definitely take a a look at their website and see if the opportunity aligns with something that you're looking to do. And, um, please connect with Jeff. Jeff, where can folks find you?
1: So I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, It's, it's about the only place you'll find me from a social media platform perspective. Me too. Um, <laughs> so, you know, pretty easy to find. So, just uh, Jeff Stedman on LinkedIn, and, and you'll see my picture, you know, pop up the one that actually you used for, for this podcast. So, it's uh, very easy uh, to identify you know, my profile.
2: Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, Jeff, thank you again for being here. Federal car- Career Connections, I have to shout out. FCC over and over and over again. Please, folks, if you have not been to Federal Career Connection, you have to join or not join, but go check out the webinars. They have webinars, I believe, twice a month, um, helping people break into the federal government. The information is invaluable. The board members and the folks who share the the information, I mean, these are literal leaders of in the federal government, like the head of HR and all of these folks who are really senior level who can break down and give you step-by-step information as to how to break in. Everybody on that team, I believe everybody on that team has had a government role at some point in time. So um, I definitely want you to be, to be sure to check them out for sure. And then obviously breaking into cybersecurity, Check us out, go back on our, our YouTube pages up. We're on we're streaming live on Twitter right now, Twitch, YouTube, and LinkedIn. Um, so definitely check us out. We have five years worth of content of leaders just like Jeff who have been hiring and not only the leader perspective but then the folks who've broken in and we really focus on people under five years experience because we know that that's a challenging area so please take a look at our podcast um there's been invaluable amounts of information about how people have broken into the industry um quick point from a comment here. I've recently gotten my security clearance and my security plus certification. I'm studying cybersecurity, so you will hear from me soon. Yes, round tree. I hear that. <laughs> All
1: right. I, I look forward to, to connecting with you.
2: And Derek um, says hello from Texas. So, uh, Jeff, I'm going to wrap it up, and I will. I look forward to bringing you back on in the future.
1: That would be fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Renee.
2: Thank you. Take care. Bye, everybody.
0: Cheers